Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. All right, welcome to the show. Happy, healthy, strong. Today's a solo cast by yours truly, and I am going to be speaking about a very important topic. It's been a hot topic. It's been coming up a lot, but just want to reiterate to those that want to take their nutrition to the next level. Maybe you've done a protocol of some kind, or you've done a diet plan, or you've, you've been following a, uh, some type of plan for a while, and you just feel like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to ramp things up, or I'm, I'm ready to kind of take things to the next step, and really improve what I'm doing with my diet or nutrition strategy. And for that, we are going to talk about your microbiome, or your microbiota, aka your gut, your gut health, and the microbiome that lives within your body, specifically within your gut. We have bacteria throughout our entire system. Um, We have trillions of of bacteria cells, more bacteria in our body than actual cells in our body. So if we really want to think about things, we're a a big, big pile of bacteria, quite honestly, living symbiotically within us. And because of that, they play a huge role in how our body functions. They play a huge role in our uh, immune system function and how our our gut functions and our hormone production and our energy levels. They've actually found that bacteria can influence uh, what we crave and how how well we recover, even how well we sleep. It's it's mind-boggling the things that bacteria interrelate with. So specifically today, I'm going to talk about it in relation to our gut and how we can optimize our microbiome so that we are turning food into fuel more efficiently. Because if we are sacrificing the health of our gut or the robustness of our microbiome, we're missing out on food that we're putting into our bodies. And it's something, it's a very complex topic. We probably know a fraction of a percent out of the 100% of information that's out there because it's just so involved and, and so hard to truly, truly understand. So in literature, the microbiome is actually considered an organ because it's 100 trillion microorganisms that are living in our gastrointestinal tract. And they encode over 3 million genes. They influence, again, everything about us. So it's essentially another organ system in our body when it comes down to the sheer volume and space that they take up within our body. So apart from just, you know, digesting our food, because if you didn't know when, think about it, when we eat, all right, we have the mechanical digestion, but we also have the chemical digestion that goes on. And a beautiful thing is that the bacteria live in us and they live in us to further break down foods that our digestive system cannot break down. And as an added benefit, they give things to us through that breakdown. They let off certain gases and molecules, and they create things like short-chain fatty acids that I'm sure you've heard of, and they create things like butyrate that are really good for, it's like they create things that make our intestinal tract stronger, that make our gut lining even more resilient. 
And they do that by us allowing, allowing them to live there and us feeding them the appropriate things. But every type of bacteria has a different food source that it likes. And if our, if our diet is biased one way or the other, our microbiome will follow suit. Similarly, if we have a lot of things like antibiotic use or contraceptive use, they will influence the breakdown of the types of bacteria that reside within our gut. So there is a lot you can do by manipulating the environment of your gut. And you can manipulate the environment of your gut by its acidity or alkalinity. So is it basic or acidic? You can also manipulate it by the foods and fibers that you put into it. You can manipulate it by the stress that is experiencing. Bacteria have these little sensors on their outside of themselves. And they basically put these little sensors out. And the cool thing is it's like, it's like a network of neurons. And they're able to actually talk to each other and say, hey, man, uh, I'm sensing some high quarters all over here. We might be going through a stressful time and nutrients are going to be scarce. I recommend we pack up shop and, and go hibernate over here. And they will change what they're producing. They will, if, if they sense a lot of stress, they will produce more endotoxins, which are quite literally toxins that can have a super highway from the gut to the brain because the gut and the brain are connected by something called the vagus nerve. And when we are overly stressed and the bacteria feel that stress, it's like a porcupine, boom, they prickle up and they, they want to protect what's inside. And so they let off things to kind of cause uh, pain or destruction to the environment around them because they want to keep themselves safe. So sorry, I, I got a little, little distracted, but the point is everything that you do whether you realize it or not, the lotion and makeup that you wear, the uh, amount of sunshine you get or don't get, the amount of movement you do or don't do, your stress management styles, if you're prioritizing sleep or not, if you're hydrated enough, if you're getting enough micronutrients, if you're getting enough fiber diversity, vegetables and fruits and things in your diet, all of these things your bacteria are taking note of and manipulating things accordingly. So beyond digesting food, like I just talked about, your Microbiome plays a role in regulating your hormones, like estrogen for us ladies. Men, you have estrogen too. It's very important. And uh, a lot of times men can have estrogen dominance. And when men have estrogen dominance, they will have certain characteristics like that are, are more feminine-like, so a more curvy body, body shape, um, the idea of their, their pecs looking more boob-like. And these things can be a result of the microbiome. And the ability of the liver and the body to offload or deload estrogen from the body. So just a little, little side note, guys, estrogen matters for you as well. Thyroid stimulating hormone, they play a role. Your gut, your microbiome plays a role in regulating this. And that's important because if someone is hypo, low thyroid or hyper, high thyroid stimulating hormone, is going to determine which way that goes. So the more thyroid stimulating hormone you have, that's stimulating your thyroid to create more of your T3, T4, reverse T3, T1, T2, all of your thyroid hormones. And that relates back to your gut. A huge one though is serotonin. The amount of serotonin, which serotonin is something that um, is really important for mood regulation. It's kind of the Dopamine is like the happy go-getter, go-find things hormone, whereas serotonin is more of the like, I'm chill, I'm content. It's just an, an, 
a feeling of, of calmness and peace, very similar to GABA. GABA is like our parking brake of emotions that allows people to just completely chill out and really downregulate after very stressful events. But serotonin is a close second. And so people with very high anxiety, uh, very high feelings of, of depression or lack of, of motivation can be a gut-related issue, which can be related to serotonin. And then also regulating our stress hormones. So you can imagine how instrumental the microbiome is for managing all of these things. And it's, it's crazy too, I didn't even mention it, but it also plays a key factor in managing our sex hormones. So sex hormones being things like testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, all of those things that have to do with our ability to reproduce, among other things. And they've actually um, coined this new term, the microgenderome, which is the interplay between the gut microbiome and our sex hormone production. And so these ohms or a collection of, of interaction between microbiomes in different parts of our body, we're finding that there are hundreds of these and the gut interacts directly with, with e- each of them. So overall, I'm laying out a blueprint for why this matters and how understanding this can help you take your health, nutrition, trying to shave off those last couple pounds, trying to live a little longer, sleep a little better, have more energy, you name it, the gut microbiome is going to play a factor in this. And um, one of the main things it does is helps us maintain a healthy metabolism and a healthy body composition. So another kind of background fact is that there are two dominant types of bacteria within our body, vermicucytes and bacteria, bacteroidetes, sorry, (laughs) Um, bacteroidetes. And these two, we'll just call them bacterioids and vermicucytes to to simplify it. They affect our weight. And it's amazing. They've done research and and, and, in different panels, you can see that people with vermicucytes absorb more. They're getting more calories from food, which could cause more weight gain. So a more obese individual, which is going to have higher inflammation, they're going to have more likely insulin resistance, higher levels of glucose, all of these things that remember bacteria are always sensing. They sense this and formicucytes take over. Whereas the counterpart absorbs less. And so formicucytes are incongruence with increased inflammation, which is going to be weight gain, chronic diseases. So you want to have a balanced gut microbiome, and this is going to be key for lowering inflammation and helping metabolism management. Because if these formicucytes are gobbling up all your nutrients, you're going to keep eating. You're going to keep feeling hungry. And you wonder why, man, I feel like I'm eating pretty well, but I just, I never feel full. This can definitely um, play a factor. And so you're going to have more energy available to you if your microbiome isn't sitting there absorbing it all, if you don't have a bunch, a bunch of formicucytes in your gut, eating it all up. And there's more research that, that's really needed on how you can manipulate diet, exercise, and the microbiome to really make sure that you're fueling them. But in general, I'm going to give you a few steps here to manage, to help you uh, put your best foot forward at managing your microbiome and making it as healthy as you can. So The first one is balancing your macronutrients. This is important because your bacteria can tell 
if your body is malnourished or undernourished, and that sounds like a strong term, but we've talked about it on podcasts before, and athletes, and I would say anyone that is training at Oak Strength uh, at, you know, at least two to three times a week should be considered an athlete, walking regularly, you know, just not being completely sedentary and sitting for 10 hours a day. You need up to twice as much protein as your sedentary peers. So those around you that are far more sedentary can get away with eating half as much protein as you do. You need to be intentional about eating more and you should be eating a more high protein diet because you have more lean muscle mass. You are having a higher metabolism with that lean muscle mass and you need to make sure that you are appropriately fueling so that your body doesn't think that it is in a deficit all the time. Now there's diet phases and and things like that and that's different. But this goes hand in hand with eating enough carbohydrates. Your gut microbiome love carbohydrates and they need a mix of them. You need a mix of macronutrients. You need varied protein, uh, varied fiber sources, of dense carbohydrates. When I say dense carbohydrates, that's not white bread, but that would be something like sweet potato or a regular potato or beans. Lots of different options, but dense, think about the nutrient density of the food. White bread is like 100 calories and it has next to nothing in it, like a gram of protein and you know a, a bunch of carbs, whereas a sweet potato is going to have a lot of vitamin A and, and different micronutrients as well. So you're thinking micros and macros within a wide spread of your macronutrients. Healthy fats are going to be super important as well. So especially, you know, I hear this all the time, I'm sure, but omega-3 fatty acids and its research has suggested that that has a very positive impact on your gut microbiome versus highly inflammatory fats like trans fats or um, getting a lot of your fats from animal meats. It's good to get fats from animals, but the leaner sources like fish and, you know, 93.7 ground beef, but avocados, nuts, you know, um, chia seeds, uh, your almond oils or our almond butters, different things like that, even egg yolks. We want a wide variety. So if you're trying to take your nutrition to the next level, the best thing you can do is improve the variety and diversity of the foods that you're eating. If you eat chicken eight times a week, let's eat chicken four times and turkey the other four times. So really trying to mix up your uh, macronutrient sources because every single protein you consume has a different amino acid profile. So that means you're getting different types of tryptophan or lysine or just, I mean, all the different amino acids, they're going to line up differently. And every amino acid has a different function in the body. And that can even downstream affect your neurotransmitters. So circling back to serotonin, serotonin can be dependent on the type of amino acid you have available because everything in our body comes from substrates. And substrates are the food that we are actually eating. So you want to have a very nice variety of that. Take a look at your week and just think, okay, I eat this way for this week. Next week, how can I change my variety up a little bit? Get some different vegetables. Try one different, swap out one vegetable, swap out one meat, swap out one fat. Start super simple, but that's a huge step you can take in balancing your macros and also increasing the variety that you have. Huge, huge, huge tip here is strive at the minimum for 25 grams of fiber. Fiber is the absolute queen of gut health. It's going to feed those essential microbes and we really want to aim for 25 grams a day. So 
a super simple way would be to one day just kind of track your food in my fitness pal and pay special attention to the fiber column and w- how much fiber you're actually getting. Uh, you know, if you are eating a, a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, you may not find that it's that hard, but basically 25 is a good starting point. But if you know how many calories you're eating a day, you want around 14, let's just round up, make it simple, let's say 15 grams of fiber per every 1,000 calories if you are an athlete. So as I mentioned, our Oak Strength members, you guys are athletes, and you want to make sure that you need even more fiber than the, the, rec- the, the normal recommended dose. So if, you know, if we extrapolate that out, 14 grams per 1,000 calories, 2,000 calorie diet, 28 grams for active individuals. And, you know, 2000 calories, that's probably what most women should be eating. And that's completely arbitrary, depends on a lot of factors. So men, you're going to need even more. Now, you have to take it in properly, it's going to slow digestion. So you want to avoid high, um, high fiber meals or carbs before exercise, especially, you know, like running and things, but even strength training. And um, you can push your fiber to maybe morning and and night post workout. If you are, uh, working out, you know, um, end of the day or middle of the day, but it's going to slow down on actual absorption and things. Um, Sorry, not absorption, digestion. Absorption is going to be the same, but it's going to slow things down. So just be careful on on where you're having it and when you're having it. And as you increase your fiber, you need to make sure that you are hydrating properly. Okay. One of the the biggest issues with um, weight loss, honestly, is people not going to the bathroom regularly. And that relates to your microbiome as well. So either uh, going too often or not going enough, uh, can be detrimental to nutrient absorption or not going enough toxicity buildup within the body because every time we let out a stool, we're letting out toxins and different things along with our stool. Number three, pile on the plants. Um, there was a a journal um, study done in 2021 and they were saying that a diet grounded in plants is going to be good for your gut. So rich in plant-based foods uh, promoted the gut microbiome and was linked to a lower risk of common chronic illnesses like diabetes and heart disease. So apart from just weight loss and feeling better, it's going to help with that kind of all-cause mortality risk that we're always trying to reduce and just live a happier, healthier life. So pile on the plants. Easiest way I would say to do that is try to have one salad a day. I don't love salads any more than the next person. They take forever to eat. Um, You know, it, it can be a lot. So The fun thing with salads is, though, think about all the factors you have to change up with salads. You can have different dressings. You can change the actual bed of lettuce. You can change the vegetables you put in. And you can even change, is it more of a fruit salad? Is it more of a veggie salad? And you can always pile on the protein on top of it. So I would, this kind of circles up and completes all the points I've I've said before. If you are changing your salad weekly, you're going to be doing all the things I just mentioned. And if you're prioritizing getting enough protein in that salad, which I would say for most athletes, regardless of, of where you're at on the, on the weight spectrum, uh, let's say I'll, I'll make it different because there should be a delineation made here. But for females, we're talking probably 30 to 45 grams. Now that's, that's a good range. So just put yourself in the average range of most females, females weighing 120 to females weighing 200. That's how I would put the scale, give or take. So 20, sorry, um, 25 to 30 to 45 grams of protein per meal on that salad is going to be important. And you can weekly change the protein source. On top of that, 
We're trying to balance our macronutrients. So on that salad, you can have nuts and seeds and homemade dressing, maybe like uh, olive oil mixed in with some coconut aminos. Coconut aminos are kind of a replacement for almost like a soy sauce. It's kind of just like a, a sweeter sauce. Um, so you can mix the, the fats up that way. You can mix the protein by what you put on the salad. You can mix up the greens by what you're putting in it. And you can even add nuts and seeds for more fats, biasing those omega-3 fats, which, as I mentioned, are very important for the gut. That's going to pile on the plants, and that's going to help you strive for 25 grams of fiber. You could get probably close to 20 grams of fiber in that one salad. And if you have it middle of the day and you work out morning or night, that's a good distance from your workout time. Super simple tips on how you can bolster your gut microbiome, which I hope now you understand how important that is and what factors that that leads to influencing within your day-to-day life, whether it's weight loss resistance or better energy or different hormone regulation. Um, it's just super important. And the, the last thing I, I want to n- take a note on is we, I'm, just, I'm speaking, speaking to the ladies right now, we as females tend to demonize carbs. And the fear and villainization of carbs just does not seem to stop in popular media, social media. It's just again and again, carbs will make you fat, carbs will make you fat. It's, it's, it is simply not true. So if I could give one piece of advice for uh, females that s- feel like they are stalling out on, on weight loss or, you know, just kind of, kind of feel stuck, I'll, I'll do another episode fully on this, but I just kind of want to pub it here. You need to make sure that you are fueling yourself appropriately for the energy expenditure you are putting out, for the training that you are doing, for the strength exercises. If you're not eating enough carbs, you're going to have a very hard time having enough serotonin, which makes you feel happy in life, first of all. Secondly, you're going to have a very hard time fueling, refueling the glycogen stores that you deplete as you work out in your muscles, which means it's going to be hard to have growth factors that help you actually build lean muscle. Newsflash, lean muscle is very important for increasing your metabolic rate and increasing your metabolic burn on a daily basis at rest. So to put your best foot forward, you need to make sure that you're eating enough carbohydrates to help give your body the fuel it needs to create the muscles that you want to have, which takes the place of fat and increases, or I should say decreases, your BMI, making it much easier to maintain the weight that you have, which is a win in the long run. Weight maintenance is just as good, if not better, than weight loss, and it proves that your weight loss is going to be long-term and sustainable. So we, you, you got to focus on having enough carbs. So if you feel like you've been dieting forever and you just feel like you're stuck, it's probably because you've been dieting forever and your body needs a maintenance phase. You need some time to just maintain that weight you have. So arbitrarily, if you've been dieting for 12 weeks, you might want to take 12 to 24 weeks maintaining whatever weight loss you've achieved. So if you've lost 10 pounds, you're 185 pounds, now you're 175 pounds, be 175 pounds for 12 to 14 weeks and focus on this gut health stuff I'm talking about. You're going to focus on feeding yourself, on getting the right amount of protein, getting the right macronutrients, getting a lot of diversity, increasing that fiber. And that's really a healing time. You're going to heal your gut. You're going to get the micros and macros that you need, the quality, the quantity, and then you could go into a weight loss phase again. So we overcomplicate this nutrition thing or really bang our head against the, the, the wall saying, I'm not losing weight, I'm not losing weight, but we do the same thing over and over again, which is starve ourselves and work out more. And that is just not the answer. As you can see, there are many underlying things under the surface on a cellular level that need to be talked about and looked at if you're really trying to 
improve your performance and increase your longevity. So I hope this is super helpful. Uh, you know, write down one or two things to take away from this episode and start implementing them. Start small, start changing out one vegetable each week to add, to add, add, you know, add a new option. So you're not always eating broccoli, spinach, and mushrooms. And that's all I eat. There are, you know, hundreds of, of vegetables out there. And so start there, make sure you get enough protein and make sure you're hitting your fiber. Focus on, on those three things and your gut is going to reward you. And that means the rest of your body is going to be rewarded because your gut is tied to everything. So over and out, hope you enjoyed it. Get out there and be happy, healthy, strong. That's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.